0: Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilomita, the podcast where nothing is off limits. As a multi dimensional sovereign mom, partner, CEO, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and best selling author, I am on a mission to help more women and men become fully embodied in their sovereignty and power so they can live their truth, speak it unapologetically, and live a life free from the matrix. Each week, I will bring you episodes that will awaken you, inspire you to think outside of the box, and step into the leader that you know that you are. The world needs more people who are walking their talk and unafraid to stand in their truth, and I'm here as your guide to help you do just that. Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilamita with your hostess, Shilamita. I am super excited to continue this whole month about love with an intimacy expert today. I am super excited to welcome to the show Alana Pratt. She is a global media personality and go-to authority for those who have suffered. Heartbreak and are ready to live unapologetically and attract an open hearted ideal relationship. She has been chosen as an icon of influence, is a columnist on the Good Men Project, and has been featured on Huffington Post. People's Magazine, Forbes, CBS, ABC, Fox, TLC, and more and more and more. Alana is amazing. She's got the most incredible bio, but let's get
1: live. Welcome to the show, Alana. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great having you on my IG live. And I'm so honored to be here with you, especially with the month of love and intimacy and really dropping into our heart. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. Our conversation when I was on your show was so amazing that I thought that you would be awesome to have here today in the month of love. This month, I've been talking all about self-love, all about manifesting love, all about all of the things. So tell me about being an intimacy expert. What
1: does that mean? Well, I I kind of made it up. Can I swear, by the way? Sometimes I swear. Is that all right on your show? Okay, great.
0: Okay, I um, love
1: So I was really fucked up. Like I was really, like, it wasn't working for me. Uh, Two divorces, one hell of a custody battle. Like and the only one in common was me. And when I judged myself about that, things got even worse. So I had a different point of view and I went inside and I saw little Alana inside of my heart. And instead of beating her up and saying, you loser, what did you do wrong? I just started to get curious and kind and compassionate with myself. And I actually started to form what I'd call an intimate relationship with myself. And as I did that things began to heal. Awarenesses were beginning to arise. Confidence from the inside out. And this unapologetic, sexy, dorky, don't give a shit what people think energy came because my whole life was miswired before. It was all about being safe. Do you like me? Am I enough? Do you approve of me? Like, that's how I was miswired before. And so I guess if we went way back to how did I start to learn how to have this intimate relationship with myself, like that there's an inside to us. The secondary consciousness is our mind. You know, it's our stories, our thoughts, our beliefs. And it's like the tip of an iceberg. It's very, very small. If you see what a picture of an iceberg is in your mind, most of it, 95% of it is under the water well, that's our subconscious. That's our non non-thought non-verbal. That is uh, the body's trauma or triggers that are stored. And so I'm, I'm a cum laude graduate of an Ivy league school. I'm super smart. Didn't do shit for, for me in terms of my relationship. And when I started to go deep inside and do this inner work and resolve the traumas and trust the body, trust my feelings, and not try to get out by having a better attitude and 10 more affirmations, that's when my life really began to become peaceful, thriving, intimate with God, with the universe, with my body, with my beloved, with myself. Um, Even my voice drops when I start to feel that relationship. It's magnetic. And uh, I'm at peace most of the time, at peace in my skin. And it's, uh, thank God, thank goddess.
0: So beautiful. That really is so beautiful. And I can completely relate. I mean, healing the inner child, healing little Shilamita, that has been the work of a lifetime. And just when I think I'm completely healed something else pops up. And so I know that during our interview on, on your show, we talked a lot about how to become intimate with yourself. And you had some pointers on things that you do with mirror work. Can you share a little bit on
1: that? Oh, well, I'll tell a little story about mirror work. So basically who we're looking at when we look in the mirror is our soul. It's not just eyeballs, right? With cones and rods and like, it, it is our body part, but, but if you really open your heart and this is, everything. If I literally looked at you right now, Shilamita, and I chose to close my heart, I'd be like, all right, some lady's interviewing me on a podcast, right? Right. It would just be this this information. And I might be even skeptical because my heart is closed. I couldn't feel my intuition, right? I might get scared. Like, am I going to do it right? Are you going to be nice? But something very different happens when I literally open my heart And I look at you, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's my sister. Hi. Like, I feel love. I feel connection. I feel curiosity. And I have a sense of having my own back. Like, I'll be okay no matter what she asks me. I can be present and all is well. And all it has to do is open heart or closed heart. So when we do mirror work, if you look at yourself in the mirror with your heart closed, You're probably going to see cellulite wrinkles. Um, you're probably going to judge yourself. Like you, the so only true. eyes you can look through is your egoic mind. So the first step with mirror work is to definitely open your heart and have a look at yourself. And what you'll discover is you can look with the eyes of the divine at yourself. You can say, wow, compassion, empathy, tenderness, love. Wow, you did your best. And you can really start to connect with yourself. And so the the story I was going to share about mirror work is that I, at the recording of this interview, have not talked to my son in three years. He, uh, we had a 12 year custody battle at the end. He lived with his dad. It did cause peace. Even though I had physical and, and legal custody, I didn't exercise it. I just saw him from time to time. And I honored what he thought would cause peace. And it did. But now it's been so long that I haven't heard from him in a long time. And when I stay in my head with my heart closed, not to feel my pain, I can very easily say, well, he's working out his karma. Well, he'll return. I'm here to honor his path of manhood. Like I can say all the right things. And it sure is a better mindset than you're a horrible mother. He's a jerk. How could his father? Like I could go there. It's not going to do any good. So I'll have positive thoughts, but it's still operating on top of pain. I call it sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of shit. And so when I did mirror work last Mother's Day, I started the day by texting all my mom friends, happy Mother's Day. And then I literally went into my closet. There's a suitcase in there. I put a candle on top of it. I brought in a bottle of Prosecco and a tissue box and a chair. And I sat there looking at the mirror in my closet in the dark. And I cried for probably three hours. Because I can run from myself and have a good attitude and serve humanity all day long. But I i knew I was running from feeling these feelings. And so I just looked into my eyes and I started to say, God, this is hard. God, you miss him so bad. God, you're mad. You're sad. You're devastated. You're lonely. You can't get these years back. Like I just didn't fix it, Shalomita. I just was raw and transparent and real. And I cried and I cried and I drank and I drank and I sobbed and I sobbed. And the thing is, and I kept my heart open. And by the end of it, I felt, I wouldn't say tra la la peace, but I felt like stillness home. Like I had connected and honored myself and my soul. And not that i I still wish the situation was different, but I was okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay and that is the beauty of having these intimate moments where we feel without trying to fix or change ourselves and be real and yeah this is all of our birthright we can do this we can all do this like tonight
0: thank you so much for sharing that vulnerable story i am a mom of all boys yes. and being a mom is so difficult especially when they're going through their teen years so I can relate and I'm sure that there's so many people who are listening who can relate and they think, gosh, like something happens with my kid and I failed as a parent or, you know, the high school called me the other week because my son failed a couple of classes and it's like. Did I fail? Did he fail? Like who actually failed, you know? And then it's like, well, does this actually even matter? Like, does this matter in the big scheme of things? But I would love to touch upon something that you mentioned about drinking the Prosecco because I have been focusing some of my shows on addiction and connection. And I've had some pretty interesting conversations recently because in our society, people use alcohol to disconnect, right? It's like they drink, drink themselves into a stupor so that they can forget. And in your situation here, you took the Prosecco in so that you could connect, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had a great podcast interview a few weeks ago with Homaya and and we spoke about this, how the great sages and the monks and the, you know, Jesus and and all the greats before us, that they actually used alcohol in a way that was powerful, right? It gave you that connection to the divine and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because, you know, you using that Prosecco in that moment was for you to have true connection Connection. It wasn't for you to run away from your feelings. So, what are
1: your thoughts on that? Yeah, I could have gone to the bar and drank a bottle of Prosecco and watched the football game, right? I could have done that. Um, Mm -hmm. You bring up a really great point. And um, in my next season of my podcast, Intimate Conversations Soul Medicine, the very first month is all around trauma. And I'm inviting my own psychedelic, somatic uh, practitioners onto that show because for me, the last year has been adding in not just plant medicine. I've done plant medicine for 20, 25 years, like ayahuasca journeys, psilocybin journeys, but I would leave and go way up into the heavens where all is one. And that was amazing, but I couldn't bring it back into my body. Mm. I couldn't embody what I knew to be true of our nature, that we are all one. And so with this psychedelic somatic integration work, I've been using MDMA and cannabis with the blindfolded and using the medicine with intention sacredly to dive into trauma, to replay and recapitulate it so that I could take myself from level four trauma back to level three, two, one, and back to still point. And that is what that therapy has done for me and very differently used than when I would do ayahuasca journeys, where my intention was to leave and go, way the hell up. This one was to stay in my body, feel with my body, be with my little you. When she was feeling these feelings, of terror or panic or or deep hopelessness and sorrow so along the same lines alcohol in my opinion can also be used in the same way we can choose to check out like on social media or what have you and that's what i watched my father do he was using both drugs he was a pharmacist he had the highest quality of everything um he used drugs and alcohol to escape Cause he didn't have so many of the modalities that we know today. He just knew he was in pain and he didn't know what to do about it. So I watched the misuse of alcohol and drugs to escape. And I've been very hypervigilant. I was always the designated driver. I didn't want to be addicted like my dad. And my dad would always say to me, do you like how the alcohol tastes? I go, oh yeah, I'm a snob. He's like, you're not an alcoholic. He goes, I'll, just drink, I'll drink rubbing alcohol. So um, that's my joke with my dad. Now that he's dry. But the way I used alcohol in that moment was choosing to have a sacred journey to connect with my soul and allowing it to support my body and getting out of my secondary consciousness mind into my primary consciousness body, into my subconscious, to really feel, to heal. And this is the way we can use plant medicine or alcohol, in my opinion, to, to come home. To come home to our hearts.
0: I love that you just brought up plant medicine because I actually journeyed for the first time a few weeks ago with MDMA and mushrooms. Oh my God, look at you, look at us. Okay. Yes. yes. So I'd love to talk about this because I just had a homeopathy session before we got on this podcast and she interestingly gave me a remedy that is plant-based because I've been led to the plant medicine journey. And I swore like 20 years ago, whenever the last time I ate mushrooms was that like, I would never do that again. right? Right. And a few weeks ago, I went for a colonic out of all places. And the lady that I do colonics with, she's a shaman healer. And she was like, I know this is last minute, but this Saturday I'm doing this shamanic healing journey. And I just had this full body. Yes. It was like okay. full body. Yes. And then she's like, we're going to journey with plant medicine. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I wanted to agree to that. Yeah. But the, the yes was so overwhelming that I was like, I just have to trust yeah. that I have to do this. And I have to say, like, I had the most interesting experience of all time. Cause what seemed like the first hour or so I was definitely in regret. Like, why am I doing this? You oh. are not 18 years old again. The visuals yeah. were crazy. That's meant, it was like, uh, yeah. Interesting. I was, like, having a hard time. Okay. But then I started to remind myself, you're here to heal. You're doing this to heal. You have to allow for the healing. And yeah. she started drumming, and she started singing, and it was like, that. Uh. Yes, yes. yes. Up to me, right? And then a song came on that said, Remember why you came here, remember yes. your life is sacred. And then I turned into this fairy goddess I was up I was dancing i like the ladies afterwards came up to me and they were like oh my god I wanted to be you I was watching you the whole time they're like I couldn't move and the one lady was like I thought you were me <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was having this out of body experience and like you were like doing the things that I wanted to do so Aww. it was like pretty amazing Positively. yeah it was a it was a very positive experience because like you said there was a lot of intention right exactly. like when I was doing it as a kid as a teenager or whatever I was doing it more of an escape because I sure. couldn't deal with the things that were happening
1: in my everyday sure. life. pressure to be cool or not be rejected or whatever and
0: so I just recently got married and before I got married I had stopped drinking for five and a half months because I was trying to repair my gut and now I've like had like this weird relationship with alcohol because of these conversations like the podcast is so healing I like just love (laughs) the conversations I get to have but it's like I'm using alcohol in a very different way now you know like there's much more consciousness to it. I don't feel like I have to have a glass of wine at the end of the day. I don't feel like I had a hard day. So now I have to go drink. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you've been using plant medicine for 20 to 25 years. I'm like, so amazed by that. I love that you can do it in such a healing way. And I think that people need to really know and understand that, that like, you know, it's not a drug, it's not a bad thing, but we're actually doing these things with intention to heal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We are made of, you know, what the earth is made of, like we're the same. And so why would this earth, in my opinion, make something that was not for us that that we all like 3000 years old, our, our, our ancestors have been using plant medicine to, to drop into truth, to be our best selves, to hear spirit more easily. So I I'm grateful that we're having this conversation and really what it all comes down to on my journeys. I've, I've had the the beautiful dancing journeys, et cetera. The, the particular protocol that I'm going through right now is is really about totally surrendering to the body, totally surrendering and letting the body share with us. Why is there pain here? Why do I keep attracting unavailable people? What's going on? Because I, the brain can't figure it out. And I really love, I've been a dancer since I've been five years old. I've always been drawn to the body and to movement, but it's also what has gone through the trauma is my body. Um, and what's so beautiful, we always say body, mind, spirit, right? And to me, I've put overemphasis on my mind, Columbia University, cum laude grad, right? Um, That wasn't enough. I've put overemphasis on leaving spirit, like way out in meditation or when I'm in nature, when I'm using plant medicine, but I had under honored my body's wisdom. Like maybe I'll eat well and I'll exercise and what have you, but to truly 100% on my plant medicine journeys to surrender to the body's wisdom. What does it want to show me? What is held in my shoulder? What is held in my wrists doing this and just surrender? And my body moves Shilamita in these series, it'll recapitulate, replay the abuse. It'll replay a car accident or other traumas that I experienced. And when I let my body, I witness it because I had left my, I had disassociated. I'd left my body, right? When I stay back in my body on the one hand, not fun, scary. But if we can stay with ourselves when we're terrified, that's bravery. Bravery is not a thought. It's an embodied capacity to keep your heart open in the face of, oh shit. So if we can practice staying in the body and honoring what the body's telling us, we develop courage and resilience, compassion. We develop humility. We develop the ability to stay present in the face of the school calling and saying your son failed a class or whatever would normally send us away into reaction into judgment we can stay yeah. present with ourselves we can stay present with the ones we love and we can go oh my god i just felt hopeless for like 3 minutes that i i didn't want to be here i wondered why i even matter like do i even belong like it's not fun when you're back in the body trying to stomach and digest the unfairness of life but it doesn't last forever and on these journeys if you can stay with it long enough it begins to shift and you find your voice again sometimes my legs will stretch out and I'll be like, no, I can be here. And my body will align in it. And it's like, uh, not crumpled up in the fetal position, but it'll start to do this. Right. We, this is how we embody the wisdom. We mm. embody being able to speak up again. And then we get down from level two, which is really quite Terrifying or rageful, just to mild anxiety. Literally, just today, I was outside. This didn't go right. That didn't go right. We were having like, is it an IG live or a pot? Like all these things were happening, and I had to go deliver the truck to to the collision people. Like all this guy, and I was like, I'm feeling anxiety in my stomach, but I'm in my body, and I'm not reacting in my head. I'm just breathing. I'm like, I'm getting better at this. This work is helping me navigate life without losing my shit reacting, checking out. We, in this planet, we're going to have to learn. And I don't think it's going to get any better before it gets any worse with all that we're dealing with. I don't need to go into it all, but all the challenges that we all have we need to be able to stay present. We need to be able to stay present with ourselves and not go, what did I do wrong? What did the universe do wrong? Who done me wrong? Blame others. Like we need to learn how to be in our bodies, keeping our hearts open, to get through this intensity and not just to survive it. It's our birthright to thrive through it. And that doesn't just come from the mind. The body is way more, the subconscious is way more powerful. And then once we, it's called coherence. I know you know this, but once we're coherent, once we're in our body and we've integrated these wounds and our heart is open, we're wiser. We're more grateful. We're more appreciative. Literally the best of our brain turns on. We're more creative. We can hear our intuition. We know which way to go. We can trust ourselves helps. And we need to do this work, all of us, right now. And yeah. we need to do it together.
0: I agree. I'm excited. I'm gonna do another plant medicine journey in two weeks. I am super excited. And there was a time. My biggest lesson of 2022 was never say never.
1: Oh, very good. I
0: have learned that every time I have said never, it has always come back to humble me I and it. to right. So you know, I always said that I would never do ayahuasca, mm-hmm. and then after I did this last plant medicine journey, I was like, okay, if, 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 and when the time aligns that I will open myself up to this and you know, everybody that I talk to, they're like, you're so brave. And I'm like, well, yeah, cause that's the whole point of being here. Right. It's I like, see. I want to yeah. heal all these things so that if I have to come back and I have to live this life again, I don't have to go through the hard stuff as traumatically as I did in this lifetime. Right. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is we're reliving the past. We're reliving our past lives and the more aware and conscious we can become and feel right and heal then that means that we don't have to repeat the same things over and over again we can actually stop the ancestral
1: lineage that's gotten us to where we are totally I 100% agree and I'm sure we'll get more lessons just different lessons and probably not quite as intense we never (laughs) get there but yeah I'm I'm committed to sucking the marrow out of this life bring it
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I did a, um, I did an Akashic record the other day, and what I, I wasn't really sure what to expect, and I wasn't really sure what to ask, and so I said, "What is it that I still need to heal in this lifetime?" And so my guide laughed at me, and they were like, "You still have sixteen hundred and forty-two things to heal." And I was like oh perfect (laughs) at least i'll be busy for the next little while and uh it was pretty interesting like you know so there's just so many different modalities so many different ways of of healing thyself right yeah yeah Yeah. so i read that you are an author of six books is that true Uh It is that true. Is How did that happen? I know. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm three books in and I just finished my fourth, which is a rewrite. But tell me what your books are about. Where can
1: people find um, them? Oh, well, they can find them on Amazon. Just search my name for my author page or on my site, alanapratt.com. I have six different books, three different meditation series. So basically, my books, I'm always about intimacy, which is being transparent and vulnerable. I'm a badass coach, but I'm also a hot mess. Like I'm everything, I'm human. And so my friend and my Teachings are always about you know how I fell down and how I got back up again. It's uh, I'm not interested in look how perfect I am. You can be perfect too, <laughs> right? Like that's not even real. So I started off with books about how to be and stay sexy, being exactly who you are. And I knew that there was a sensuality and sexuality that was sacred, um, that it was my own relationship with my body and, and my sacred beauty and my sisterhood. And it wasn't about getting the guy's attention. I knew that, but I wasn't very good at that. And so I was raised a model and a dancer, and it was very much about outside in, how do you look? So I had a lot of work to do. So that first book was really about shifting that. There are books for moms because I, uh, as I said, I I have a 20 year old and um, there are books for men. I never knew I was going to coach men. Mm-hmm. But there was this thing called double your dating, David D'Angelo, who's Ebon Pagan in real life. Um, but he invited me on this this podcast. And it was the first time ever Shilamita I'd ever talked about talked to men. And, and it's almost like I channeled because I realized I had this awareness that when we women, this is just in general heterosexual, but it's very similar in all, all relationships of gender identification. When our heart is closed and we're triggered, we're not nice. We often go into our head and kill before we get killed, right? Fight or flight or freeze. We, we do something. And so I was on this uh, interview talking to men and they were saying, well, why do women do this? And why did they do this? And I said, oh, before they can hear really the why we do what we do, they need an apology. And so I was just drawn to say, I'm so sorry for when your mother, your ex, your ex-girlfriend, your ex-wife, whoever it was, or your current partner, cut your balls off, emasculated you, went for the jugular, made sure you felt like shit, right? Um, or avoided you, withheld sex, all the things. I just named all the things that could happen. I just apologize I just shut the fuck up and I let it land. I just let it land an apology. And that's really a key for all of us. Whenever we say, I'm sorry I did this, but well, we just negated the apology. The apology doesn't even matter. So just apologize, own it. And mean it. It doesn't mean they didn't do anything to deserve it, but that's not the point. The point is us becoming sovereign beings, growing up, taking ownership and shutting up. So I said that. And then the interviewer, David D'Angelo, asked the follow-up question. And now the the listeners could hear, well, why? Why did you do all that? if you're apologizing for it. And then I was honest because I was scared shitless. I was scared that you weren't present or you got home 20 minutes late or something very small happened, but it triggered me. It triggered me. And I was scared. And then they could hear, Oh, she's not a bitch from hell. She's not out to get me. She, she's just scared. And she relies on me to be safe. Because if we, as women, uh, the feminine, um, close up and I, I could do it myself. Well, then he doesn't feel needed, wanted, desired, appreciated, nothing. So we have to be brave and surrender and let him be there for us. But he's also human or the masculine is human. So it can't be perfect. So every so often we're going to get dropped. Every so often the toilet seat is up in the middle of the night when we go to the bathroom and we fall into the water. Like every so often it's going to right? The worst, right? It is the worst, serious hell and cold and whatever. Um, anyways, the idea is when we surrender and we let them hold us and they have a human moment and we fall that moment of falling is really scary, but we rarely say it that way. We normally close our heart, go into our head and we get all upset and that's normally what they deal with. So after hearing the apology and I dropped in and I shared really how terrifying it's like for me, falling down a void into the darkness of eternal hell when I've really surrendered that much. And and so they're like, oh, they got it. And so there's a new level of connection. There's a new level of awareness that can happen within ourselves, within our communication, within relationships when we... And it all comes back to intimacy. That's why I choose to be an intimacy expert. Not a, I love gardening, but don't, no, I'm not a gardening expert. I'm an intimacy expert. Because to me, it's the most important relationship. If we can't stay connected to ourself and stay with our heart open to ourself, if we close our heart to ourself, we are guaranteed to be horrendous to the people we love. It's just science. It's just science. It doesn't matter what intention we have. If your heart is closed, you're not going to do well. But if you practice staying intimate with yourself when you're scared and going, yeah, little you, there's, you have every right to be scared. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. Yes. You have every right to be mad. Let's not yell at them. Let's go break something. Come on. Right. Like you just stay connected to yourself, that ability. And it's a practice and you need to get good at it. Just like a six pack with your abs open that heart in the face of anything that will allow you to have extraordinary relationships with the people that matter and just the people that cut you off in traffic Mm. bless you okay you're late for something like you're just a better person you don't have regret you don't have as much guilt or shame you make a difference without even knowing you're happier to be alive the planet literally is blessed by your literal vibration you could sit there and do shit sit on the couch but doing this work you vibrate higher you're literally a blessing by your very existence and to me that's why we're here to be our best self that way. Beautiful. So beautiful.
0: Mm -hmm. I love it. I love, I just love chatting with you. You have so much wisdom Mm -hmm. on our, on the show that we did together. I did all the talking. So like, it's so great to hear your side of the story Mm -hmm. and just what has gotten you to where you are. You are so uber successful and you have so much wisdom and I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Tell us
1: what is the good men project all about? Oh, that's just a a platform that I was featured on. I think I probably did 150 posts for the good men project. And it's very much back when I was doing a lot of work with my men's books, how to be a noble badass, or we like to turn um, scoring a relationship, which is turning gifts into experiences that she'll never forget. And given that um, this will come out in the month of love, let me just give one little tip from that book, gentlemen or or whoever you're giving gifts to. It's really lovely to get flowers. I love getting flowers. But there's something different that happens when I'm given 12 flowers one at a time with a reason why I'm loved, why I'm appreciated, what's sexy about me, what's kind about me. That bouquet that I get to look at for the next week or two, it's not just a lovely bouquet for Valentine's Day. It's somebody sees me. Somebody loves me for the depth of who I am and how I love. And it, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. And it turns into this experience of, of heart openness and deeper connection. So that particular book for guys scoring a relationship has, uh, I think, 10 or 12 ideas of how to turn gifts into experiences she'll never forget. And I would encourage all gentlemen to get that right now, because then you can do Valentine's Day once a month for the rest of the year. Because this is really what we we crave, an experience. When we look back at memories, what is a memory? It's an experience. We don't look back and look at all of our material shit. We look back at like, oh, that and the feelings. So you can create this. And this that book is one of the ways.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm going to cut that and send that to my husband and be like, next time you give me flowers. Oh. Yes, I want- it really is a great way to enhance the experience, right? And not just getting flowers, but like, this is my heart to heart. Yeah, so
1: beautiful. And you don't need to have it even cost much. You could just get a bag of potato chips and feed him or her like 12 potato chips of the reason why you love each other, right? Like you could do it as just the way you feed your kid. Like right. there's so many ways we can make life more intimate and it's it's nerve wracking. We've been rejected. We don't want to be rejected or get hurt again. We, we We want to be loved. So this intimate way of living is for the brave, but I promise you the return on investment is so worth it if you can slow down and really acknowledge. I was just in LA last week. I did a speech at UCLA. I shot a new project. I shot my sizzle reel for the docuseries. We were very, very productive. Um, And all the friends that came to watch me do a speech, I took them out for dinner after. And instead of just saying, well, here's so-and-so and and she does such-and-such and and uh, kind of like our bio, I'd let everyone, I said who they were because they all hadn't met each other before. But I said, and here's why I love this person. Here's why they've had my back during the ups and downs. And by the end of it all, the connection, Shilamita, between strangers, um, colleagues, friends, clients, everybody came, um, they were best friends. And that's how it happened, yeah. is to acknowledge and to receive. And so I encourage all of the viewers and listeners, say what you want to say, even if you're scared to say it. Do what you want to do, even if you're scared to do it. I remember, yeah, I remember 16 years old. James and Carlene were supposed to come out to the cabin at the lake and Carlene came down the stairs first. And she said, James is dead. And I said, Oh, stop. You guys are joking. Stop it. And then I saw Carlene's parents come down the stairs I'm like, Oh fuck, this is real. And it was my first experience of death. My cats hadn't died. My grandma's hadn't died. Nobody died. It was my best friend. Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, I was running along the highway nonstop looking at the top of the trees, screaming, no, like if I just kept screaming, it wouldn't be real. And I could hear Carlene saying, I could hear cars screeching because it was like a two lane highway. And there's been a death, there's been a death. And the next thing I know was um, silence. And I turned around, it was my dad walking down the yellow line. Now this was my dad, the drunk and the stoned one, right? Not the one I trusted all the time. So I'm having PTSD and here comes somebody I don't trust walking towards me. But Shilamita, he took my shoulders and he shook me and he goes, look, if this is it, if this is all life is, let's get off. You will see your friend again. We live forever. And I was like, whoa, my dad, the drunk is spiritual. And it opened up a whole new world for me. And then that night, my neighbors took me bike riding and I was coming home that night. I could see my cabin and all the other cabins along the lake. And there wasn't a cloud in the sky, not a cloud, but there were two rainbows over my cabin. And I knew in that moment, I had a choice, two rainbows. I could close my heart, be bitter, hate God. And I would have had a certain life trajectory or a 16 years old. I could say, okay, I don't understand God. Why? I'm going to learn to keep my heart open in the face of anything. And that's been my life. It's been my journey, my intimacy journey of we can choose. We have sovereignty. We have choice. We can learn. It's not easy, but we can learn to keep our heart open in the face of anything. And when I think of my whole life, I don't feel a victim of that situation anymore. I feel grateful that I was taught so early, given the opportunity so early to choose to live with my heart splayed wide open and and do the work that I do and talk with you and talk with you on Instagram at the same time. Thanks for being with us. Yeah.
0: I yeah. love that. It's so important. The heart opening, you know, for all the years of yoga, they're like, we're doing a heart opening. We're doing a heart opening. And you really just don't understand it. And you've just put it in such a beautiful way for people to you know, really relate to that. It's like, when I yell at my husband, is my heart open in the moment? No, I'm in the yeah. mind, right? It's it's
1: all about like, I almost fell in the goddamn toilet. Why don't we put the toilet seat down? Yeah. And it's funny, the toilet seat example. And um, when my son would do that, I would open, choose to open my heart. And then Humor was there. Mm -hmm. I'm like last night, this I went on a journey. It was dark and cold and it was water, and I went all the way down to the ocean. And and then I had to swim back up the pipes of the toilet into our he's like, What happened? I said, I said, Oh, you, you left the toilet seat down and I went swimming in the ocean. He goes, You didn't. And I and I'm like, No, I'm joking, but it would be really nice if you'd put the toilet seat down. So now instead of looking at the toilet seat, feeling shame. Every day, he can look at the toilet seat and say, my mom is so crazy swimming with Nemo again. <laughs> and, and he's inspired or empowered rather than shamed into action. And that entrains in one's body. If we've only been criticized and shamed into Doing it another way. We're always going to resist. But if we've been empowered with humor, which comes from an open heart, you know, that the message was still keep the damn toilet seat down. Right, right, if right. Just laugh do much more elegant way. Yeah. Laugh about it, then can he then talk to himself with more kindness, open heartedness, and humor? And because so many of us are perfectionists. We're we're horrendous to ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it need not be that way.
0: Yeah. Well, I grew up in a very critical household and as a parent and a partner, I've noticed that the criticism comes very easy for me. So it's, it's work to stay conscious of that, to make sure that like, I'm not over criticizing or that I'm able to allow for the humans in my life to have their own sovereignty and to lead with kindness and to choose my words wisely. And Mm -hmm. that's been my greatest work over the last couple of years is to really reprogram the programming of what got me to where I am, which was mostly fight or flight. I yeah. grew up and felt like I was always in survival. And so when you're in survival, you speak in a very different way than when you have an open heart and you're leading with love and gratitude and compassion and kindness. Yeah. So yeah, that's super important. I'm really glad that you touched upon all of this today. We, we dove deep. There is a lot here. Thank
1: I love you. you so much. Tell us again how we can find you on social. Thank you. Well, you can find me on Instagram. Hi. Hi. Uh, at Alana Pratt. Uh, YouTube is also Alana Pratt, my channel, uh, my website, Alana Pratt, a lot of free resources there. Uh, our intimacy breakthrough quiz. We've got the top five mistakes that uh, make con or that destroy a conscious relationship. AlanaPratt.com forward slash top five, the number five mistakes. So lots of free resources. And then my podcast as well, intimate conversations. And we have our 11th season starting in March oh, so, um, congratulations! Really... Yeah, That's thank you amazing. People to subscribe. And it really helps me have those conversations that are so beneficial. Like this one is to reach more people. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And if someone is interested in working with you, do you do one-to-one work, group work? How would somebody find you to work with you?
1: Yeah, you'll want to um, register for an intimacy breakthrough experience call with me, which is my name, alanapratt.com forward slash connect. And that's how we dive deep and we discover what's best. Is it private coaching? Is it group coaching? I'm going to Mexico on Wednesday uh, to lead a retreat. So we do retreats. Um, and then also I have my HeartMates app, which is evolving into more and more all the time, Heart Heartmates for singles or Heartmates for couples. So I have a lot of different resources for people to be supported. I like to say to become the one so that you find the one, which is this one, by the way, and then you'll find the one on the outside. And that's really the key to keeping and thriving with the one. That's what intimacy provides for us. That's why it's so relevant and so important. The inside creates the outside every time.
0: Beautiful. One last thought for the audience. What would you like to leave the audience with today to remember you by?
1: Oh, thank you. Just a bit of a a challenge or an inquiry. Like we can think what we're grateful for all day long, but we're not feeling it. We're not feeling it. We're thinking it. What's in the way of embodying love, gratitude, courage, humility, all these characteristics that we want, what's in the way is feeling what you don't want to feel, not forever, but for a period of time to get through and integrate these traumas, these triggers, these emotional band-aids, these blind spots, to integrate them, feel them all the way through to home, to, we could call it still point, we could call it oneness, but the way to actually feel grateful to be here and grateful to be alive, not just think it all day long is to do this deep inner work. So I encourage all of you who want to take the next level of your healing from a better mindset. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not enough. It's just the tip of the iceberg. If you really want to live this embodied self, then I encourage you to sign up for an intimacy breakthrough experience call with me. And let's really go deep and get you in the program to integrate all of these. I have Alana prep method coaches that I've trained processes work And it really comes down to being brave and feeling and we can do this and it's hard on your own, but together we got this. Yeah. Together. We got this. We totally got this.
0: Thank you so much, Alana, for joining me today. Thank you, audience, for joining me today. If you're catching me here for the very first time, welcome to my show. My name is Shilamita. You can find me all over social media. My website is shilamita.com. You just have to spell that correctly, S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A. I am on Instagram at 50 Shades of Shilamita. My YouTube channel is 50 Shades of Shilamita. You can find me on Facebook, on Pinterest by finding my first name. And I am super excited to keep going with the month of love and to share all these amazing people with you and tips on how to love yourself more deeply, completely so that you can have this divine connection and live out your best happiest, most blissful life. Thank you again for joining us and we will see you soon.